1: God loves you. He's not afraid of you. You are no longer covered with shame. God calls you unashamed. You are free from worry and lack, and God claims that you are His. You are no longer enslaved. This is the year of freedom.
0: Stay tuned for today's kingdom topic. Here's Olivia with today's message.
1: Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett and I'm your host for this show. It's so great for us to be here together. I mean, how many opportunities, you know, do we get a chance to come together, talk about Kingdom topics You know, look at God's perspective in something and let it connect us to our everyday. Draw attention real quick to the intro of our show and how it sounds a little bit different. You know, it's coming uh, directly into uh, some places actually that God has spoken over me. And I wanted to say those here in the show because... Uh, They're true of you, but they were so important for me, and I wanted to actually, you know, read where we are in this, but the first one was, God loves you. He's not afraid of you, and we actually talked about that last week, and then this one is, you are no longer covered with shame. God calls you unashamed, and you know, I know that it connects to people, and so uh, here we are. Welcome. Welcome in, and you know, really just start um soaking in you know there's something that god is doing that doesn't make a lot of sense to us but it's working (laughs) you know and it's this place of his constant connection to where we are currently but what has happened in our past that you know, creates these stumbling places or, you know, like you trip over something and it's super small and you're like, why am I tripping over that? That's crazy. You know, it's really tiny. Uh, Maybe it was just in my feed for a few seconds, but you can find yourself tripping over something and, and you go, whoa. And, and that is a little bit of why I wanted to do this is because, you know, there are sometimes things that just are out there, you know, they're really going to you know try to come after you in a way, you know, maybe it increases, you know, things that you already struggle with and you're like, I know what that is, right? But what about these things that come and you go, where did that come from? Like, you know, it's so out of the blue or it really seemed like I've done that work and now it's here again and you know, it's funny because, you know, when you journey with God, you know, it's kind of this this picture of you know, a kid and a dad. I mean, he was actually reminding me this morning, you know, that I'm a kid. I'm a kid to him. Like he is my dad. God is my father. He is my dad and I'm a kid. I'm no matter how old I am, you know, and he is taking me by the hand sometimes, you know, other times he's picking me up and carrying me around, you know, and, and in every moment, every journey with him, it should be a place of, You know seeing who he is in that you know seeing like how he's caring for me or how he's you know gone ahead of me in something or you know how he's ministering to me while i'm going through it it's interesting how you know our perception of god the father sometimes you know changes based off of maybe our mood or a movie we've seen or our own you know lives like our our own families and you know, that's one thing about uh, this show that I love is that we're looking at God's perspective for what it is. Like we're looking at, you know, what he says or what he's doing or or something that he wants to make clear because he really is a good father. Like he really is, you know, someone who is caring for us in the middle of of our journey, the walk that we're taking, you know, sometimes it's a sprint, other times it's like, oh my gosh, I'm walking so slow, you know, and he knows all that, like he knows why we're walking slow, or why we're really going fast in something, and um, it's just that beautiful picture of him being on a journey with us, and so I just want to start off here really with a prayer, because, you know, I'm aware that when you speak of something like shame, um, Like you may even feel it in yourself, you know, like what response you have to that word or even how it's bringing up something in your life right now. And so let me pray for us. God, thank you for um, choosing us like you choose us and you love us every day. Like I think about the choice that you make over and over to be in messes with me, to be in details with me, to, you know, help me. Uh, spend time with you when all i want to do is look away you know and and that's what shame does and god i just i pray over this broadcast today like this place in me and this place over the listeners that you know we would be people that recognize your voice we would be people that recognize your hand of protection and how strong it is. You know, the fact that you look with us with eyes of love and care and compassion and mercy. Um, and so, God, I, I speak that over our listeners today that this would be a time of mercy. This would be a time of being known and like having joy because of that, um, And we speak against hiding, like we speak against the very thing that draws us away from the journey with you that you love having with us. And so God bless us today, bless our ears, bless our mind, bless our heart and bless our body. Like for any memories that come or anything that you want to do here, we really ask that it would be covered under your protection and grace in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, guys, so, you know, what it means that we are talking today about a topic um, that you typically don't have a lot of conversations about, Um, I know that when I've been in this place with other people, you know, whether it's been in a small group setting, or maybe it was just me sitting and listening to someone talk about this topic, um, all I could do sometimes was just maybe write notes and not look up or, you know, distract myself with something else. Because, you know, shame is something that does, it's not inclusive. You know, you don't, you don't experience shame and then all of a sudden you're like, all right, I belong, you know. Shame is actually something that isolates, you know, it, it creates this hidden place in us where we want to hide our face. We want to um, hide our conversation. We don't want to admit something that we've done and you know I was reading about shame and just even the effects of it but it causes pain you know and it's really the picture of I am feeling the pain of a wrong choice or I'm feeling the pain of a mistake and the shame that comes over me is something that wants to hide me you know, like I don't need to be in conversation with anybody about this. Like I feel horrible enough. Right. And in, in our perception of our mistake, we actually think that by bringing it up, there's going to be more pain. And so as a natural response, we're not going to do it. Like, you know, we don't naturally bring this up, but of course, you know, we've talked about this before and how funny God is, but you know, he's counterintuitive to how we normally would do something. I mean, You know, we think that um, God would do something maybe the way that I would. Well, it's not true. It's like him having to show me how he would respond, you know, as a good father to his kid that really messed up. And so, you know, it's that moment of recognizing, okay, um, I actually can be seen in this moment. And talk to God about it instead of hiding and letting it build up inside of me. Okay, so now I know that uh, when I say all that, you know, you're kind of going right. I mean, that is the the logical conversation around shame and getting out of it. Uh, but I wanted to give you an example. And, you know, guys, you pray for me while I give you this example too, right? But, you know, I wanted to just share... Uh, my journey in acknowledging just how shameful I was and then what God did for me. But um, I actually didn't like fully come into Christianity until I was 30 years old. And that gave me a lot of time to make a lot of mistakes without Jesus. Like that meant that, you know, I was going through childhood growing up, you know, um, and a lot of that was, you know, I wanted to be good. I wanted to please my family. I wanted to do things the right way. Uh, but, wow, that really took a lot of effort. And uh, I didn't do it well, <laughs> you know, but I tried. I mean, I really tried. And it it was okay sometimes. You know, there were a lot of times it, su- it was successful. Other times um, it didn't work. I was just really... Um, a good kid, but it was just really challenging internally. Um, but then, you know, going into middle school, that was a lot of fun for me, but my mom said I was in trouble all the time. Um, you know, I don't remember, um, how much strain I think it was on her. Um, and I'll need to, you know, seek her for, uh, forgiving me in that. But, you know, I remember it being a blast. Now, I do remember being grounded a lot, but I don't remember the strain, but I remember that. Um, but I didn't hide from her in that. I just had a lot of fun, got in trouble uh, for doing things, you know, for middle school age. When I got into high school, um, a lot changed for me, and I experienced shame for some of the first time, like what I can remember. Um, it was no longer fun to... um kind of experience these things that my friends were experiencing and I was kind of alone and uh I started feeling the shame like you know I need to hide actually from uh what it feels like I've either experienced in failure you know maybe something like we had this major shift from my eighth grade year into my freshman year I was at camps, like back to back. And that was so fun for me. But what I didn't realize is that most of my friends stayed home that summer and they swam together and they got really, really close with a lot of high schoolers. So when I came home to get ready to go to school that summer, um, to really be there, I've recognized, wow, my friends have moved on without me is how it felt. And I felt really alone, but there was shame in that for me. Isn't that interesting? Like just feeling like I thought I was doing the right thing to stay connected to them because I was, you know, doing camps um, that made sense to me. They were so much fun, but they were without them. And when I came home, I was alone. Um, There was shame there, but that was some of the first moments of, of feeling that kind of pain in my life, you know, where I would hide from them and not not pursue them anymore like I just didn't get closer to them um, even though I could have you know and so that was kind of some of those first moments but you know some of the biggest shame um, that came after that were uh, things I did get in trouble for but it was these choices of going to parties and it was uh, choices to be with um, you know have certain guys as boyfriends and um, how I was treated in some of that, and you know, I won't be able to go into a lot of personal detail. you know, maybe if we're one on one one day, we can you know talk through any questions that you have. but you know, there was um just real neglect it felt like in my life around these things, you know, around you know, wanting to uh, be connected to how high school was going and and different people and their groups and and how fun it was um but then you know there was a lot of shame in my choices I would have a lot of fun in the moment but then when I would leave that party or leave that friend or leave that boyfriend um to go home or to go do something else I just would feel this shame on me like I had made mistakes and how could I bring this up now you know how could I have a conversation about this you know Um, does anybody really want to know? I don't know if they do. And I would carry this around and it was so heavy, you know, I would hide. I think it even changed probably how I could look at people in the eye, you know, it started changing, you know, how close I felt, uh, to my family at the time. And, you know, there was so much confusion inside of my heart and inside of my mind about, you know, who God was for me. It, that was like the last person I wanted to talk to, you know, was God. I mean, I thought for sure he would uh, be against me and, you know, shame me even more, you know. And, of course, that was um, a perception that I had of what God would do if I actually came to him with just the mistakes and the baggage and, you know, these bad choices that I kept making. And, you know, I remember... um Letting it just kind of pile on me, but I wasn't having conversations with people. And you know, it's so interesting. You know, I don't know if people asked me questions, you know, or wanted to help, you know, they could notice something different about me or whatever. And I just didn't have responses to them, but I don't remember having conversations with anyone like people saying, you know, hey, how are things really going? You know, how is it? How are you doing right now? And, Um, I think my family were probably asking me those questions, but there were some things that I just couldn't tell them, you know? So even if those questions were being asked, I just could not be fully honest. And it was a place of, you know, I was making mistakes, you know, with going out too long or going to the wrong places or, you know, spending too much time with the wrong people. And, um... And here's the thing like, I actually cared about all of those people. It wasn't people that I didn't want to spend time with. They all meant a lot to me. But what was happening around our social circles at the time, you know, was leading me into choices that I would have never made. You know, I I was friends. It is the middle of the show, and I wanted to let you know something new that is going on here for Let's Talk Kingdom. Today, I want to focus on mini-courses and what God is doing there in that environment where you can learn about His voice and how it sounds and and how unique it is to you and what are the things He's doing around you that are confirming direction. So join us for this mini-course at ltkradio.com and click on mini-courses. We will see you there exciting for the new things that are happening here on Let's Talk Kingdom. Now let's get back to the show. Compromised. I was, you know, um, neglected on some of the things that I really uh, wanted to be choosing and pursuing in my life, but they were not there. Like the choices and and kind of the environments were making this hard for me (laughs) to get back to good choices. So when I headed to college, um, you know, at this point, you know what I'm in my, you know, early twenties, um, you know, 18, 19, 20, I mean, all those years, I was just carrying so much shame around and condemnation at this point that, you know, I could have, you know, a joyful face. I could have really great conversations with people, but the challenge of somebody trying to get to know me internally was um really intense for me like not being able to maybe fully be known in something or like i remember even gravitating towards you know leaning more in rules like well you know if i can't really be known i think i can function under well if we don't do this we'll be fine and and do these things and so i i just would find myself going you know, these are the things I can do and the things I can't do. And so I swung to this other pendulum, you know, like this other side of, you know, this is how I'm going to choose in my life now. I'm going to be this way and I'm not going to be that way. And, um, you know, in the midst of all of this, you know, I felt very separated from God. I felt, confused, uh, about why, you know, I could pursue him, but things would not last inside of me very long. And this is, I mean, I'm telling you, you know, so for 30 years of my life, you know, I I know that in those early years, you know, as a kid, but you know, for 30 years of my life, I was covered in shame. I was, um, you know, like it it would, it would taint things, you know, like you might have a great conversation, but then all of a sudden, something would trigger that feeling of shame, that feeling of pain or loss or failure or being reminded of a mistake. And it would change the conversation. It would change my responses, you know, like how I was dealing with things. It just, it became a filter on my life that I really didn't know what to do with. And so, um, I encountered Jesus at 30. I literally received him, you know, his forgiveness over my past, present, and future sin. And I mean, I was free. It was like what I had missed, you know, growing up was just the fact that the cross had the power for me, for, for my mistakes, for the things that I kept doing, for the sin of my life that I felt like I couldn't control. And, you know, all these desires of things. And it's like, wow, I was free. I mean, I was free. It was like peaceful on the inside and quiet. And one of the most impressive moments that I have had with Jesus, like it was such a uh, a radical change for me of going from, you know, a girl that was so loud and confused on the inside to literally quiet and peaceful. It was a beautiful moment. Okay. So we do celebrate that. Um, but I want you to know, like, it took my mind some time to catch up with what was going on inside of my core. And, you know, it's interesting because that's how the past works. You know, you can be reminded of something and it comes back in a memory or it comes back even in a feeling, which by the way, starts in the mind, you know? And so when you're thinking about, you know, I know Christ. Like I know him personally. He walks with me. I remember, you know, giving my life to him. I remember becoming a Christian. Like I remember my need for him. Like you can be in that place and still deal with shame. And here's why. Shame is something that um, comes on us as a memory. Like it comes on as like, this is the place from the past that we feel this, why we would feel this even now, you know, and I was at actually a retreat, so I want to share this with you, like this was the breaking point and the freedom for me, so I was at a retreat, and um, it's so fun, like if you've been around people who just believe that you know God's hand is not random you know that he actually does things on purpose Um, they're really fun to be around and at this retreat um, there was actually uh, a word that was written on these rocks and it was really impressive. You know, people had prayed over these rocks, which doesn't that sound so funny. And they had prayed over particular words that they had put in a list. And so then they started writing these words on these rocks. And then they put them in a pile. And I mean, it would feel random, right? It would feel random to uh, see these rocks and see random words on there, and then just know that you were supposed to go pick one up. Well, at this retreat, you know, I was just anticipating a real encounter with God, like something that would shift me forever kind of moment and um and so we it was time for us to go pick up a rock and I was like, "Wow okay, so we're gonna go pick up a rock, and God, I'm just expecting you to do something for me, and I want you to know the rock that I picked up was the word unashamed like it's still emotional to me like unashamed like I received a word unashamed and I want you to know it hit every place in me that I carried shame for all of those years like all these bad mistakes and things that hurt me and hurt others and confusion that I created and um, the confusion that I was in and the failure and you know just things that had happened to me it's like I really was living in such shame that when I received the word unashamed, I want you to know, like it was such a washing of his grace and a washing of his truth over me. Like I was no longer covered in shame. I was unashamed. That's what God was calling me. And I want you to know, it was some of the hardest cry I've ever experienced. Like um, I want to say, I think I, I had, timed it a little bit, like, looking back about how much, um, I had been crying, but I cried that whole service, like, I mean, uncontrolled cry, like, I couldn't stop, and then, um, we had, like, a fire, um, outside after that, I cried through that whole thing, it was, like, close to three hours by the time we had gotten to bed that night, and I just couldn't stop crying, and it wasn't because, um, i was sad it was because i was experiencing um, a truth from God that was penetrating a place I didn't think anybody could touch. You know, I didn't think anybody wanted to talk about, you know, um, and that's what God does, like with our shame. He says that we are no longer condemned, you know, for those who belong to Christ Jesus, you know, He knows us. He sees us. He journeys with us. And for us who deal with shame or have experienced shame, You know, he is saying you are unashamed because of Jesus, because of of the righteousness that comes on us, because of us belonging to Christ. And... You know, I know those are big words, but I want you to know, like in scripture, God over and over says that he does not see the shame and the sin and the mistake on us. What he sees is Jesus. And so I was receiving that truth, like over these memories and over these feelings, like the feelings that, you know, are left on your body, it feels like, and the feelings that are left in your heart and the the things that are in my mind and I walked away from that retreat saying, I am unashamed, like God calls me unashamed. And I was receiving that truth and standing there in such a new confidence. And so I know it's a little emotional, like even now, like it's such a a beautiful free place in my life. And that is why I wanted to share this with you. Because in this moment of Let's Talk Kingdom, a rebrand is meant to be something that that really focuses on the things that God has done because what he has done is lasting like it is not going to change like he doesn't take that word away from me at some point you know the mistakes that i even make now are no longer covered in shame they are they are literally under a covering of grace and righteousness because of what jesus has done and i can live unashamed and so can you and so